guys, this is DP0427 here again for another episode of The Watchtower. And unfortunately today we don't have uh, Scotty, Mr. Scotty back with us today, but we have a treat. We have good old Ogre back from the dead. Hey, Ogre, say hi. Hey! <laughs> so it's good it's, to be back. So today it's me and Ogre. Uh, and just a disclaimer, I'm recovering from a cold, so my voice might sound a little hoarse. I might be coughing at times. Just a heads up. Ogre's outside, so it's a bit windy where he is, so... Uh, sort of make do with uh, the audio quality. So just a little bit of a s- apologies in advance. So hopefully uh, it's not too bad. Right. So on the docket today, we only have one thing to talk about, and it's going to take the whole podcast to talk about it. It's Avengers Endgame. So oh man, yeah. And just like the Shazam podcast we did uh, last month, this is going to be completely filled with spoilers. So you know, there's no hold bars. And, you know, if you haven't watched the movie yet, that's your fault at this point. <laughs> really. You have been warned. Right. So, do not yell at us. So, I mean, at this point, either, you know, click away or go watch something else and then come back after once you've watched it. So, uh, what we're going to do, like we did the last time for Shazam, is we're going to talk about uh, our general thoughts on the movie, give it a rating out of 10 and also out of 22. And we'll explain why. And uh, we'll go over scenes and parts of the movie we liked, things that we didn't like, or maybe that should be improved upon, and what we think about um, the movie and the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. So, <clears throat> let's just jump right into it. So, uh, Ogre, rating out of 10 and 22, and explain both. All right, so rating out of 10, 999. <laughs> I just, like, I can't. Almost I can't 10. give it lower than that. The movie was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was everything I had hoped for and more. Mm-hmm. So, um, And then out of 22, in the MCU, I rank this movie as second, only behind Infinity War. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, why do you think it's worse than Infinity War? Let's go with that, Let's go with that one first. I, I, I don't think it's worse than Infinity War, mm-hmm. but I think as an overall movie, I enjoyed Infinity War more okay. just because of the pacing and everything that happened. Mm-hmm. This movie is a little bit slower start, mm-hmm. but when it finally pays off, it pays off huge. So, like, that's the only reason. The Infinity War, the entire thing was just, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this one, you're like, oh, that's cool. And then you finally hit the point where you're like, ah! So it was sort of like a slow build-up to a higher payoff, right? Yeah, and I think that's the only reason I put it lower. Okay, is that also the same reason why you wouldn't give it a 10? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know. Like, I honestly, it might be the best movie that I've ever seen. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. again, and I think the only reason that I put it at 999 was because I think Infinity War was just a little bit better. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. You know, I think that's why I didn't give a 10. That's fair enough. So, <clears throat> for me, uh, I probably... I follow your I follow your logic there. So, for me, uh, out of 10, I'd give it about a 9. A solid 9. Not a not a 9 or a 9.5 or whatever. Just a solid 9 out of 10. And for... Out of 22, out of the 22 uh, Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe movies, I'd put it at number 1. I think it's the best out of all the movies because it wraps everything up in a nice... Uh, in a nice little package with a, it ties it with a nice bow on top. It was just perfect. It wrapped everything up. It, it, okay, so the last hour was absolutely cinematic 
glory. Yes. I will give you that. I will get like there's no way you can argue that. That movie was amazing in the last hour. So it's the first two hours that I have the most issue with. And again, it's right. not even that much of an issue. And that's the reason so. I would give it a nine out of ten is because I agree with you that the pacing was a bit slow at the beginning. It's kind of dragged at some point. And it, it kind of forced you to 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 figure out what was going on. Uh, right, you do have to pay attention. Yeah, the Iron Man stuff, the Thor stuff, uh, the whole figuring out, you know, where we left off. I thought from. Thor was hilarious. We'll get to that. When game. every woman in the collective theater went, ah! Right, but I mean, <laughs> basically, basically at this point, you know, we'll get we'll get to that in a sec with the character stuff, right? But uh, yeah, the the beginning of the movie was it was slow, but it was purposely slow. It was. It needed to be like mm-hmm. that because it had to. Well, you had to rebuild up the tension. Right. Exactly. You had to show like how everything Infinity was War came in with already all the tension built. Right. So there's this big battle going to happen in Infinity War, and we're just sort of ramping up to that battle, and let, let's go, 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 go. Right. That's basically what right. Infinity War was about. This was that. That. This is the right. aftermath. Right. And now everyone's yeah. out in the dumps, and everyone's trying to figure what's what's next. They had this whole plan. They're gonna seek. They're gonna pull. They're gonna go through with this plan. They have no real other choice. They go through the plan and they figure it's done. Nothing else can be done about it. Just go on with your lives, right? And then everyone's back at the dumps again. (laughs) So, so. Well, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing to think about because it's the stages of grief, right? You know, and so looking at it in that perspective, Marvel has done a lot with the stages of grief and PTSD and, you know, different things and how character, how people deal with those. Things. Uh-huh. I think they've done a really good job with their characters throughout their time of, you know, doing movies that they've done a really good job with those particular subjects. Yeah. So. All right. I mean, that's a, that's a valid point. So that's probably a, a, probably a good reason why the pacing of it was the way it was so that they could sort of give justice to that in that sense. Right. So. Right. Exactly. And, and I think, that if it had been a shorter movie, you definitely cheapen those emotions, and you don't want to do that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fair uh-huh. enough. All right. So let's get into um, what we thought about certain scenes, parts we like, characters we liked, and things like that. So what did you like about the movie in particular, like things that stood out to you? All right. So my number one moment was towards the, the third hour mm-hmm. when everybody finally showed up. The Avengers. You got so many references. Yeah, when all the Avengers finally showed back up, you had so many references. You had on your left from Captain America Winter Soldier, which was hilarious. (laughs) You had, you know, everybody showing up, but the line finally got delivered. We finally got Captain America saying, Avengers Assemble. Yeah. That to me was the best part of the movie. I was wondering why, during all the other movies too, why they had, why, especially all the other Avengers movies, why they had to actually, you know, drag that out for so long. Why did they, like, they had Avengers something at, you know, they cut it off, like, at the end, at the end right. of the movie, right, before. Why would they, why did they drag it out? And now you see why. They want to pay off here. So. Well, I mean, as a fan, and as, you know, a comic nerd and everything else, like, I think it was worth the wait. Yeah. We finally got it, like, and it made sense because it was the final showing for Captain America. Yeah. It made sense. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, Steve Rogers. I mean, we may still get some cameos from him. We may still get cameos the way they did it in like Spider-Man: Homecoming, where he's doing like commercials and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna have quite the same 
you know, we're not, we're definitely not going to have Captain America around anymore. Well, so we might see him on a poster or something, we're you know, about in Steve the background. Rogers, Captain America, though, right? So, okay. right, we're talking about Steve Rogers. Sorry, we're, ju- we're sort of jumping ahead first. Uh, but anyways, yeah, There's yeah. That. Well, I mean, now that we're on that subject, uh, what did you think about the Steve Rogers talking Bucky scene? The final, the final scene. Yeah, I thought that was an amazing payoff mm-hmm. for for Cap. Mm-hmm. Like that was exactly what I wanted him to do. Right now. Um, in that scene, right now, you we know that he talks to Falcon and he hands over, he hands the reins over to to Falcon. Basically, the question mm-hmm. is here: um, what's what was going on with Bucky? Because Bucky was sort of just standing there, <laughs> and and Steve doesn't even talk to Bucky, <laughs> and Bucky doesn't talk to Steve. Been, okay, so and, here here's my take on that. They've mm-hmm. been friends for so long. Mm-hmm. They've been through so much. Mm-hmm. They kind of know each other at this point. Right. And as soon as Steve quoted the first Captain America movie was, you know, with don't do anything stupid, I'm, you're bringing all the stupid with you. Mm-hmm. As soon as that exchange took place, Bucky knew what was going on. Okay. I think. So, I, I think he knew that that was goodbye. Yeah. Okay. But then, the, my question was, why didn't he... Why didn't he give, make Bucky the next Captain America instead of Falcon? Right? Because, you, you know, in, in, in comic, in the comic books, there's both of those situations that happen. There's a Winter Soldier who right. becomes Captain America. Then there's also Falcon who becomes Captain America. Mm-hmm. So why one versus the other? That's what, that's sort of like where I'm trying to lead, like I'm leading toward this. Okay. So felt my weird. thoughts on that, my thoughts on that were they're trying to let Falcon shine mm-hmm. a little bit. But also, they may end up throwing Bucky into space at some point with Rocket, okay. because they kind of had a dynamic. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. So the they don't the, want arm. I, I really want their. I'm gonna get that arm. <laughs> right. That no, I, I like they had a dynamic. I mean, he picked up Rocket, and they just spun around shooting everything for a little while too. Yeah. Like they had charisma together, mm-hmm. and I think that Marvel realized that, and they kind of want to maybe build on that at some point. So they're gonna they're gonna make it part of. So the they can't have. They can't have Bucky be Captain America if that's something they want to build on. Okay, that's fair. So the Falcon scene. So I, I agree with you that it was really touching. It was really it was well done. Um, the whole the whole like uh, shield. You want to tell me about her? No. Right. That, <laughs> that whole thing. Now, the other thing about that scene, it we also know that why how he goes back in time is through the quantum realm, right? And mm-hmm. the quantum realm. Now, through the comics, we know that the quantum realm opens up something that was also discussed with uh, Superman, or not Superman, Spider-Man, um, the multiverse. They talk about the multiverse mm-hmm. also in the new Spider-Man Homecoming stuff, right? There's Spider-Man right. far away from home, right? And yeah, far from home. Far from home. That's it. So, we know, well, we're sort of jumping ahead again, that now there's this talk about the big M word about multiverse being there, right? So that opens up a whole other can of worms for what they're doing going forward. But we'll talk about that at the at the next part of the show. So, okay. Uh, aside from the that part of this, the the end the end scene, is there any other particular scene that you remember that you really really liked? The whole movie was really good. I loved the reveal of Professor Hulk. That was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I loved it. Uh-huh. Uh, I also like when they first got to New York. Uh-huh. 
in the first Avengers movie. Oh yeah. And he's like, "Hey, smash some stuff on the way." And he's like, "Yeah, pretty much." It was it was hilarious. <laughs> You're so like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> it's one of those things that you think about, like, how does an intellectual, you know, react to that kind of a thing where you ask them to, hey, throw your intellect aside for a second and just be a mindless rage monster. Yeah. Like, the intellectual is like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, he fought for a long time with Hulk and it was finally, you know, them coming together that made Professor Hulk. And he didn't want to, you know, revert back to that. I think is part of another thing. So this is this is like you on a daily basis, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, I like that scene a lot. That was yeah. really funny. Um, let's see. So let's see. For me, in particular scenes, uh, the one scene, the probably the best scene for me. Well, there's a, there's two scenes, and they're basically the same scene, but they're split into different parts. The first scene is. Um, the first thing that really hit home to me was at the end of the battle, uh, it's Thanos versus Iron Man, and Iron Man snaps and says, and I'm, is it, or uh, Thanos says, I'm inevitable, I'm Iron Man. Right? Yeah. That was like, ouch. That was one of those, like, I don't know how to feel moments, right? So. Well, I mean, it made a nice bookend. Right. But it was one it was how it started and it was how it ended. But it was the shock factor that you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You know how yeah, it was gonna end. You did. But you couldn't handle it. Still. <laughs> because Right, no, it yeah. So, it was just so much that happened. Like what what? What what just happened, right? And that mm-hmm. feeling I couldn't get over for about at least like a good three or four minutes until the scene was like wrapping up. Right? And then when the scene mm-hmm. was wrapping up, so you see him there after the math, like half his body is like charred. His face is half mm-hmm. his body's charred. He's like, all the life is being sucked out of him at that point, right? And you see person after yeah. person coming after him. And it was the scene, like, basically, Spider-Man comes, and you see... Yeah, it was the reverse. It was the reverse. From Titan. Right. Because he finally got acceptance from Tony as his father figure. <clears throat> you know, Tony finally accepted that and was, you know, cheering him on during the battle. That was great. And then all of a sudden he dies, and he's like, "No, no!" Right. Like that, was, it was really heart wrenching. It was Mr. Stark. And then conversely to that, <clears throat> Pepper, right? Pepper, yeah. when she shows up uh, and tells him, "You can finally rest." I think that's a good reference to Iron Man three, where post New York he was having nightmares and he he couldn't sleep because <laughs> of all the things he had seen. You know, and she finally told she told him he could finally rest because all of it's gone finally. Yeah, the thread is over. You know, I thought that was cute. The pepper scene was the part that wrapped up the scene for me that made it feel like, oh, this is this is really happening, right? So yeah, uh, and, and just talk just to sort of diverge a little bit on pepper, the whole uh, Iron Woman suit thing. So you think? Oh, well, rescue. Yeah, you think. Rescue is going to actually be a thing going forward, or is that just going to be like they're going to finish it? I I think she'll make some cameos, right? So that's at it. least, yeah. Um, now then, that was the first part of the scene, and the second part of the scene was the funeral, right? And the funeral mm-hmm. was another one of those like again, I don't know how to feel, I can't get over what's happening. Like we're we as the audience members and 
the people watching this are you you feel like you're at the funeral you don't know how to ha- process mm-hmm. this man. like you're grieving too so right uh and you see the panning of all the members you see nick fury in the back you see captain captain marvel being stoic and sitting in him standing in the middle for some reason <clears throat> you see people at the back on the porch you and and people are, and the send off with uh evidence like this this is evidence that Tony, Tony this is Stark proof that tony stark in the heart yeah that, his original arc reactor right the arc, that that putting that into the water and setting it off that was mm-hmm. but, uh did you realize who the one lone kid was <clears throat> the teenager no who was the one kid but the kid from iron man 3 that he tony ends up in the garage oh and he saves them oh, and he, yeah and he comes back oh wow i didn't know who that was Wow. Like he kept in touch with him apparently. So apparently, wow, good good pickup. Uh, yeah. But that's the end of that scene. The, the, that scene that that part of that scene that really you know I was uh, I was gonna I was gonna like if if I wasn't in the theater with my with my best friend next to me I was gonna like ball uncontrollably. It was <laughs> the scene where his daughter and uh, what's his name Lucky right they're sitting down. Oh, happy or happy happy. That's what they Sorry. Yeah. Happy and his daughter are sitting down on the porch, yep. on the on the bench, and she's like, "Are you hungry?" I'm like, "Yeah." What do you want? Cheeseburgers, which is a callback to Iron Man One, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like cheeseburgers. And then he says, "Your dad likes cheeseburgers too." Yeah. I'm gonna get you all the cheeseburgers you want. That scene. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> the end of the funeral. Yeah. Oh that was my. that was really good. Yeah, that was that was too. Much. Like I okay. <laughs> so. I really like that Marvel decided to go in two different directions uh-huh. with Cap and Iron Man, and they made them both tear-jerking, amazing, you know, right. scenes. But they went in completely different directions. Uh-huh. They were still both tear-jerking, emotional scenes. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, so I don't know if you picked up on this. Uh-huh. Uh, while we're on the Iron Man mm-hmm. topic, uh, I'm going to transition to Rhodey. Sure. There was two things about him that kind of stuck out to me. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one was when they were on the hollow viewers talking to Black Widow. Right. Right. Uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Carol looks at Rhodey and they kind of share a look at each other, uh-huh. which is a callback to the comics where they're actually an item at one point. Oh, I didn't know that. So War Machine and, and yeah. Captain Marvel were together. Okay. Yeah. For a while they were together. I don't know if they still are, but I know at one they were. So that was something that I would picked up on. I was like, Ooh, that's cool. Maybe they'll actually do something with that. Uh, and then the second one that I picked up on, it's really hard to catch, but when they finally come bursting out of the ground at the battle, when Ant-Man goes giant and, you know, Rhodey and Rocket come back out, Rhodey looks like he's in the Iron Patriot suit. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. It looks like it has a red and, red and blue hues with the white star in the middle. So he gets he, he becomes a sort of upgraded Iron uh, War Machine. It, it looks like it, yeah. I mean, I could have been, I could have been wrong, but that's what I thought I saw. Cool. I so, like that. so that that's sort of like a foreshadowing potentially for future things, right? And I mean, it's it's one of those things that you have to think that Captain Marvel and War Machine would actually make a really good pair uh-huh. to to do a movie together, the uh-huh. same way that Bucky and Rocket would make a good pair to do a movie together. Yep. So, you know, and I think that's what they're foreshadowing is that, you know, what's the future of the MCU? Let's okay. find out. Okay. All right. In terms of what people were saying, like, I mean, what, what we're saying, what we're thinking about the movie in terms of what we didn't like, we always said that 
the pacing at the beginning was a bit slow, but maybe, you know, forcibly so. Uh, is there anything in particular in terms of like maybe comic book stuff or even cinematic stuff that you could have, we, we could have improved on in this movie? Well, I, I've heard a lot of talk about two particular things. One of them was that there are plot holes now created. Mm-hmm. One being Loki. Right. And his escape in New York. And another being that, um, I forgot completely what I was going to say. So, okay, well, let's 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 talk about the Loki. let's talk about the Loki thing, <clears throat> right? Real quick. So, what do you think about uh, the Loki escaping thing? <clears throat> okay, so the way that Cap's time travel worked oh. and his mission and everything, I have to assume that he corrected that, uh-huh. because that was his mission. Okay. So, to get back the tesseract, or to put well, it was to return everything to the place that they took them from. Right. But with the botched mission there, I have to assume that Cap also fixed that, uh-huh. so that the timeline would be back intact. <clears throat> okay. But the thing about the tesseract now, this is something about the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything that involves tesseract, because Loki has the tesseract. It's also the space stone, and it's also part of Captain Marvel. Right, so it is. That's that's how she got her powers, right? Captain Marvel got her powers. From the no, it wasn't from the Tesseract. From the, was it from the movie in the Captain Marvel movie? That they, they, it's basically like they're showing the Tesseract, like what they were getting from, right? It was a Tesseract. Uh, I didn't. I don't. I didn't think it was the Tesseract, but I could be wrong. It, I only saw the movie once, and it's been a little while. So, so in in essence, if if it is what I'm thinking, right, then that means the Tesseract is existing in two or three different planes at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So it could also mean, if that's the case, that it doesn't necessarily have to be in one one plane. It doesn't have necessarily to be, like, you know, existing only in one place. So that means that uh, Loki could still be somewhere else and everything's back in its place. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. also the thing about the multiverse traveling and time travel in general, they were talking about... Well, we, we perceive time travel, especially those of us who are DC, DC fans, uh, as being sort of like what we think of like sort of Doctor Who, like that kind of stuff, right? Where right. if you go back in the past, you mess with something and it messes up the future, like Flashpoint, right? So, mm-hmm. but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially in this movie, they explain it as when you're going into the past, your present becomes your past and your past is now your future or your, your past is now your, 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 past your present is, is now the future. Right. Or, no. Right. Your, your the present, present is now the past, and the past is now the present. Exactly. Right. So you're moving forward from the past. So basically... You're, you're basically reversing time. Right. The flow of time. Right. But you're not... For you, right. while you're in the past. Right. You're not necessarily creating a new future by altering the past, because that, that, that whole idea doesn't exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? That's no, right. yeah. It, right. It's... So the fact is that that's what creates multiverses, right? Mm-hmm. In a sense. So, right. that being what it is, Loki could still be out there somewhere, right? So, Well, I mean, I think fans are excited to think that that was Loki coming back to life because they love Loki. Right. You know, and they didn't like it when he died in Infinity War. Right. Just like no. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, and I think that, 
you know, this is the payoff for those fans who really love Loki. Right. Also, we know he's getting a show. Oh, yeah. Now, in terms of that one scene, I felt that that scene with uh, with Captain America trying to get back the stone, Captain fighting Cap, and then the whole Loki scene at the end, I felt that that whole scene was a bit jumbled. Like, everything was happening at too much, too much at the same time. It was too hectic. They could have, <coughs> like, they could have spaced it out a little bit more, I feel. But maybe that's just... Well, I mean, you got to remember, they also have to get on the time length that they had for the original Avengers. Uh-huh. That's true. They have to follow that timeline. So, I mean, they have to think about how did that all happen and how fast did we pace it? Right. You know, what was the aftermath and all that? Right. So, like, I don't fault them for it. Yeah. I, I also thought it was a great callback in the elevator where Cap's got yeah. the Hydra agents all around him. Hell Hydra. <laughs> well, no, the callback to the elevator scene from Winter Soldier. Oh, it was yeah. the same setup. <clears throat> Same right. setup, except that this time he outsmarted them instead of beating their butts. I see. So, well, I did like the Hail Hydra. That was also another callback to the <laughs> comics. So, now there was a lot of particular scenes, like small scenes, but I felt that there were some parts that were lacking that they could have showed us more. But I, I see why. So, for example, <clears throat> we did get a lot of screen time with the characters all, all uh, that died, and I basically that made sense. So, like, characters like Black Panther and um, all those characters. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and so on. Spider-Man. Like, they didn't have a lot of screen time. You're right. right. Like, I felt like those characters somehow could have had more screen time. Right. But it wasn't a movie. Well, it wasn't about them. Yeah. It wasn't about them. It was about the original Avengers. Right. Right. Oh, that was the other part that made people mad. Black Widow. My bad. Oh, yeah. black The Black Widow and the... uh, Hawkeye scene. Black Widow Hawkeye scene. Yeah. It didn't make me mad at all. Yeah. I thought it was very true to both of their characters. Uh-huh. You know, like, no, I'm sorry, but no. There's a, <laughs> it there's made a, perfect sense to there's me. There's a lot of defense online about what I was reading about people saying, well, is it because Hawkeye has a family and that uh, she... That's how know, she viewed it, yeah. Right? And then so he deserved to live where she deserved to die. And then some people were saying, like, but... You know, he he had done the things in his life. He basically went rogue, and he was uh-huh. being Ronin at, at one point. So, well, yeah, no, that was I thought that was great. You know, yeah. I thought that was great. I love it because of the comics. You know, obviously, right. but then uh, showing then, me that version of him is great. So, but, but it, it comes down to the argument of, you know, Clint saying I've become a monster. Right. Not saying no. You still have a family. You can go back. Is essentially what it comes down to, and on top of that, I'm pretty sure she she still feels that she's more a monster than he is. Because she basically, even with all the people that he recently has killed, yeah. she's probably killed more. She's an she was an assassin, so right, exactly. She's probably killed more. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that her mentality was, no, you're still worth saving. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's really what it came down to. And they both had that same mentality of, no, you need to live. You're worth saving. Yeah, and I think that's really just the hero dynamic at its you know core, of everybody's worth saving. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that was a really good scene. So, well, let, let's touch on Hawkeye a little bit more. So, what did you think about Hawkeye's character development? Since we basically didn't see much of him in the other movies. Well, and we found out why. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we found out why he was under house arrest after the events of Civil War, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Which was fine. I actually appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh 
I love that they developed his character a little bit more because I think he's done as well at this point, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. Basically, they retired all of the original Avengers except for Thor. Yeah, but Thor, he's kind of like semi-retired. He's just doing something else right now. <laughs> well, that's the question. Like, it, it was more along the lines of contract-wise, all those actors were out of contract now. Yeah. You know, and I think... <clears throat> It's one of those things that maybe Chris Hemsworth has another movie on his docket. I don't know. I think he. I think he's still going to do stuff with them. Like I think. I think. He's yeah. I mean. Cool. Oh yeah. I mean, since we're talking about Thor, let's talk about Thor then. So let's <laughs> let's get right into the whole Thor Lebowski. <laughs> I thought that was great. I mean, right. it, okay. So remember how I was saying about people that deal with PTSD is are different. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, Thor has survivor's guilt. Okay. Yeah. You know. He, he feels like if he had just gone for the head, Thanos would have been dead and nobody would be dead. Yeah. He has survivor's guilt. Right. So, like, he feels like he shouldn't have lived if nobody else did. Right. Like, that was, that was the thing. So, I mean, it, it shows, you know, something that does happen to people. You know, like, what do you do with your life after you have this? Like, and he just kind of let himself go and he stopped caring. <clears throat> yeah. So, and, he, and, and that is something that does happen to people. So, mm -hmm. And he's grieving through booze and video games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He literally just says, I don't care anymore. I can't care or people get hurt. Here's the other thing about that scene that I really liked. Not only the fact that it showed, you know, like the humorous side of how we could take Thor. It's uh -huh. the callback to Thor Ragnarok and his friends in his little shack. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Um, the guy who... The Korg and Meek? Yeah, Korg. Korg. Korg, the, the, the New Zealand guy, the guy who does his voice. He's whatnot, played by he's, Taika Waititi. He's so good. He's so funny. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like, they're like, hey, like, you want to get some drinks? They're like, Yo, uh, we're, we're good here, man. We're playing, they're like, we're playing Fortnite. We're playing like Fortnite. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, gosh. It was so funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, it was just a callback to that. And it was also just like, you know, we're, we're actually here in reality. People are playing Fortnite on, on Avengers. Right. Right, right exactly. So now, now at the same time, you mentioned Korg and Meek, but they also did show up through the portals that Doctor Strange created. Oh. Korg and Meek did show up. So they just Meek was in his battle armor, mm -hmm. and Korg had his blaster. Yeah. So, so they just like they showed up at the end. They were there. Yeah. That's cool. So they they were part mm -hmm. of the battle. Um, yeah. I mean, I think those are sort of like the the unsung heroes that. That, that, you know, they got as much screen time as they needed, but, you know, I, I really like those type of characters, those sort of support humorous characters, so. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, in terms of Thor, now that we know that he's uh, a guardian, basically. With the guardians? Yeah. You think he's going to go on? Well, the as guardians of the galaxy, another callback yeah. to the comics. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do, do you think he's going he's gonna to go on a diet? <laughs> well, I don't know. So the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Now moving forward, I love the whole dynamic between him and um, uh, what's his name, Chris Pratt. Uh, oh, Quill. Uh, Quill, right? So him and Quill. Yeah. Him and Star Lord. That whole. Yeah. yeah who's the, yeah, who's the leader? That, it, You're the leader. It, it, <laughs> no, seriously. Because you are, of course. <laughs> we all know. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you say that, but then you keep touching the map. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> So there was that whole dynamic. It's a very different role for Thor. Yeah. There's that, and then there's the whole uh, Groot. I want Groot to be back in like full form soon. 
like not just baby Groot, not just teenage Groot, but mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully that they yeah they, I, they build off that. I more. think that that's where we're gonna get to finally uh-huh. when we get the third Guardians movie. I hope that full grown Groot is back. I mean, basically everybody's back so, now. Gamora's back, but Gamora's like, is she the real? Well, Gamora, that's that's a question. We don't know if she is. Yeah, I can't remember actually. I kind of. But I, I did think it was interesting that Nebula went on to the ship and nobody had any issue or anything to say. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I kind of lost track of it. Like, where did Nebula end up? Did she end up on that ship? Like, yeah, she was on the ship, right? She did. She was on the Guardian ship. So she's a Guardian now, too. Basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's full blown guardian at this point. Like her and Rocket, you can actually tell they have a bond. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know. So here's here's the other thing about the Guardians aspects. We know that James Gunn is Nebula has changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. we, we know that James Gunn is back on for Guardians three, right? So uh-huh. now that James Gunn's back, Drax is basically secured because Dave Bautista is mm-hmm. not going anywhere, and um, so we basically have the full team still there. So that means right, except for Gamora. So if we have a Guardians three movie in the future, does Thor you know piece into that then? Well, I think Thor actually replaces Gamora, but but Gamora's there now. Not necessarily. She was not. Remember, at the end of the movie, uh, Star Lord was scanning for her, but no signs were detected. Oh, okay. Well, right, and she was from the alternate timeline. Okay, which means that when Tony snapped and dusted the other timeline, she might have gotten dusted. Oh. Huh. But that's the question we don't have an answer to. Okay. That's fair. Um, all right. So that's the, you know, leaving the door open for another Guardian movie. I like that. Um, in terms of other movies moving forward, I mean, where we see this branching off into future Marvel movies, what do you think uh, we're expecting? We already know that sp- the next Spider-Man movie is after all of this, after Nick Fury comes mm-hmm. in, hijacks his vacation, we see Mysterio. Right. Right. So, do you, right. do you, th- do you see anything leading in from uh, Endgame into Spider-Man, for example? Well, I think that Happy will be in there still. Mm-hmm. Happy Hogan will still be in there. We might see a cameo from Morgan, mm-hmm. the Tony daughter. Yeah. We might see a cameo from Pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I, I'm not counting on those. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm counting on you know we have Fury, we have Spider-Man, uh, we might get somebody else from the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. but they have a lot to build on there if they want to. So I don't think we're going to get other characters per se. Okay. <clears throat> so we basically yeah. so basically we only have to ex- expect like what we see from the trailers. So Spider-Man and Mysterio and the Elementals. Yeah, and Fury. I mean, I would expect uh, Hill to be there too, but I don't know. Okay. You know, if Fury is there, Hill's probably there, but I have no idea. Yeah. Um, we also saw like a callback to some of the former Agents of Shields too. Like the, um, do you think we're gonna see like any of them come back too? Like the uh, in the Shield capacity, or is it just gonna be Dick Fury? I I think it's just gonna be Fury. I think Shield is officially dead in the MCU, but we'll see. Okay. I mean. In terms of all that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing Quake make an appearance. I wouldn't mind seeing Coulson make an appearance. Yeah, that would be cool too. Yeah, I was, I was thinking maybe you know. Coulson, but yeah. Uh, all right. So, in terms of other movies going forward, do you think that there's certain movies that might ha- like certain characters that might have their own movies that we haven't really thought about yet? Right, and that's what I was referring to earlier when I was talking about you know does Captain Marvel and Rhodey have a thing? Mm-hmm. 
Do they move forward in the next Captain Marvel movie together? Sure. Uh, does Rocket show up with Bucky having his own movie? You know, what's going on here? I don't know. Maybe Bucky will just show up in Guardians 3. I don't know. Uh, Falcon obviously has to have his own movie at this point. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther but 2. Probably. Black Panther 2 is also. He might actually be in Black Panther 2. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, Doctor Strange 2 could be interesting because we'll probably get Scarlet Witch right. in there with him because they were building up that in Infinity War. Yeah. So we'll see what they do with that. And now that Vision's gone, that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, that was, I was going to talk about that too. I forgot about that. So Vision, you know, he's basically gone, gone. Like really gone, gone. Right. He wasn't killed by the snap. Yeah. Because he just became the stone again. Well, he he was turned into the stone. Where he was... Well, no. The stone was the stone from him. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you would think that... So that's an interesting thing to think about, though, is that if they rebuild his body and reattach the stone, <laughs> does the stone house Vision's consciousness? Right, I think it could be, but the other thing is, like, the stones are gone now, right? So, right, or are they? So, <laughs> I, I think Vision's gone. Yeah, Vision's probably gone at this point, even though he was a super cool character and they underutilized him. But and, they, and Paul Bettany was a great actor. <laughs> right, no, he was perfect for him. Oh, oh my God, how do we not talk about this? So, what I'm thinking of because there's so much. Right, when I was thinking of Vision. And I thinking I was thinking of the original uh, was it Age of Ultron movie where Vision picks up Thor's hammer, uh-huh. which is a callback a callback from that to this movie with the Captain oh, America yeah. scene. Yeah, right. And Thor is like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. So I think <laughs> in Age of Ultron, when everybody's picking up the hammer and stuff, and and Cap does you know make it move, uh-huh. right? I think what it was in that scene, just knowing Captain America Steve Rogers' personality, uh-huh. is that even if he could move it, he didn't want to. I think that's what it was. He wanted to spare his friend, you know, even if he could have moved it then. He didn't want to, and that's why Mjolnir stayed where it was. He, so he wanted it to show that, like, I'm human just like you guys, but I also don't want to make you guys feel bad because I'm more righteous than right. you. Right. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think what it was is he didn't want to make Thor feel bad. Oh, okay. Being that Thor was the only one who could pick it up. Right. And then he wanted to make Thor feel like he was unique and important. Right. And because if Cap can lift the if Cap, Cap can lift Mjolnir, all of a sudden Thor is useless. <laughs> is the way that Thor would feel. And I still remember that. Because that was the personality that Thor had at the time. I still remember the whole scene. like, what if you put the, the hammer in an elevator? <laughs> the elevator's moving. The elevator's not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So... That was that's what I remember, and the scene with him. So he's he's got he, him and Thor battling side by side. He's got, the, and then there's this point where they basically trade off. He picks up the axe. Oh yeah, yeah. So here, you, you get the, no, no, no. You get the little one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was too good. No, yeah. was like in the middle of the. They had they had some great dynamic for what yeah. was there. I also thought it was a great callback to have those three face off against Thanos. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when Cap did call Mjolnir, I was really waiting for Tony to throw his chest piece uh-huh. for the nanites to uh, to have him in the armor with the shield with the hammer. Yeah, everything. I was really waiting for that, but it didn't happen. A big sort of like kamehameha, like explosion moment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, they kind of had that, but it was. I've like, gone like, super saiyan. Yeah, basically. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they beat the crap out of him there. But then he still kind of came back. And there was a whole thing about Thanos. Why was he so powerful in this movie when he didn't even have the gauntlet? Didn't have the stones, right? Whereas because before, Thanos is that powerful. But it was weird. Like in in Infinity War, he had the stones, but they were putting up basically the same amount of fight. So, uh, I disagree. I disagree. Okay. Uh, my argument to that is if you look at, if you rewatch Infinity War, the entire time that Thanos is fighting with everybody, with everybody, he basically is musing and he's smiling like the whole time. Okay. And he's basically like toying with them. He knows he is. Yeah. Like he knows he can't be beaten. Yeah. Where in this one, you actually see him grimacing and taking hits and like, you know, fighting. I think that's the difference. Also, in this one, he had his armor and his weapon. He did not in Infinity War. Uh-huh. So, so, take that as you will. I mean... But Thanos' blade did bust the uh, vibranium shield, so... Yeah. Yeah, I was watching, like, basically when he's fighting against Captain America, you see the shield is, like, sort of disintegrating piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it really shows... So, I mean, you can argue all day long about him being weaker in Infinity War, but I don't think he was actually trying in Infinity War. Yeah. <clears throat> he was sort of like playing with them because he had the, he, because he had the, 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 the stones, right? So he was doing whatever he Yeah, did. exactly. Because he had limitless power, there was no reason for him to try. And he was just having fun, letting them enjoy their last moments, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that actually makes perfect sense when you look at Thanos' character. You know, it, it makes sense for him to let them feel that way. Right. You know? Because he's not a heartless individual. He doesn't want to just destroy them and put them down. That's not his purpose. You know, so it makes perfect sense to me that he would do that. Basically, going from there, well, I mean, okay, well, that, that whole thing is done now. Do you think we'll ever see, um, do we see, do we see Josh Brolin coming back in a role other than Cable now? Or, uh, or Thanos Scott? I, I think Thanos, he'll possibly show up in flashbacks or something, but I don't think, I think he's gone, gone uh-huh. as far as like a villain. Uh, cause obviously we need to move forward with some of the other Omega level villains, uh-huh. you know, like Galactus or whoever, yeah. but there's definitely a lot of space that Marvel hasn't explored. And I think that they've wrapped up Thanos finally. And I think, I think it feels good. I think it feels good where it's at. So, so now the big thing that's on a lot of people's mind now that, uh, Disney has acquired Fox is with the licensing. Fantastic Four. Well, that's right. That's and X Men. X Men, exactly. Do we do we mm-hmm. think that with the new Avengers class and the new X Men's class after Dark Phoenix, do we think that uh, there could be some involvement of the X Men, or even are we going to find a new Wolverine and put Wolverine in there? What do you think? Well, that's the thing. Uh, Hugh Jackman has stated he would come back as Wolverine if Marvel got a hold of it. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he stated that at some point. The thing is, he's he's getting old, right? So we, I know he is. We have old man Logan, or are they gonna like CGI him, sort of like how they CGI Nick Fury? Or I well, I mean, they CGI'd him in Logan to be the younger version, All right? And he looked just fine. So I mean, but there's only but like yeah, there's only so much you could do that for, right? It's only like right. It, it gets old real quick because it's just like CGI. Well, I mean, CGI there's movie. two movies, there's two movies that the fans want that I think that they would be hard-pressed to not make at this point, and that would be Spider-Man and Wolverine uh-huh. and Deadpool and Wolverine. Those are the two movies that the fan wants. <clears throat> yeah. And and Wolverine was an Avenger for a while, so I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest thing about the Avengers, like, not having Wolverine from the beginning, obviously due to licensing problems, but... Uh-huh. Well, then, that is what it is. And Beast, too, right? Beast is sort of in there, too. Yeah, Beast. Yeah. Uh, they did get Vision and Scarlet Witch, at least, which I was happy about, mm-hmm. yeah. so... Because those are, again, two mutants mm-hmm. that... Well, Vision's not, but, I mean... He is, but isn't. He, <laughs> he, he's Jarvis. <laughs> But. Well, I mean, Vision in the comics is tied to yeah. the mutants more than he is yeah. anything else. Yeah. But he's one of like the original Avengers. I mean, yeah. you can't not not have him. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So okay. Well, anyways, Th- there's a lot that could happen going forward, but we need to wrap this up. It's yeah. getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah. All right. I mean, I guess we'll wrap it up there. In terms of what we're expecting going forward, there's a lot of speculation, but uh, hopefully, you know, Marvel has set the course for, I would say, a reboot, but a good, you know, moving forward from where they are now. So there's no reason to reboot. Yeah. You just keep moving forward. Right. Like you have so many characters that you have yet to explore. <clears throat> so great send off to um, Robert Downey Jr. And uh, what's his name? Not Chris Pine? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pine is Star Lord, right? Yeah, that's Chris. Yeah, that's Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah. too many Chris's. There's three. And Chris Hemsworth is Thor. <laughs> yeah, okay, Chris, uh, Chris Evans, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Great set of all. Uh, Jeremy Renner. Like, right. I think all of the original Avengers had the send off that they deserve. Right. And hopefully, uh, all those who stick around, they do good by the rest of the series. So. We'll see. I, I, I think they will. So, all right. so I guess we'll end it there. So if you guys uh, if you guys agree or disagree with some of our thoughts, feel free to leave a comment in wherever it is that you, you hear this, whether it's on iTunes, Google Play, or on SoundCloud, or on YouTube, uh, or even on Reddit. Just drop us a, a message, and we'll respond to you um, as soon as we can. So with that, uh, we'll wrap things up here. And um, that's all, guys. Have a good night. Have a good one. Hi, this is Renee Sylvia, 88, DC Legends moderator. Thank you for listening to this episode of WROL Broadcast. If you liked the show, please help them out by becoming a Patreon and earn special rewards. Just go to patreon.com slash WROL Broadcast. Please don't subject us to the creepy ogre news voice.